You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 407, The Superboy Chronicles, Too Big for Smallville. Welcome to episode 407 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am solo lad. I realized suddenly, <clears throat> well, shouldn't have been that sudden, but as it turns out, it was. You know, you know how these things go. Um, uh, that I realized uh, that, that I will be camping on the day that we usually record and, most importantly, post uh, the episode. So we needed to do a Superboy episode. Um, but fear not, we'll be back with, with other folks next week. And actually there's a surprise coming. Shh. All right. So I'm uh, going to look at Superboy. Um, I, I have done the news check and there is nothing to report that, uh, you know, San Diego was pretty much it. Um, although as I, maybe I spoke too soon, um, uh, today, as I record this, which is on Thursday the 28th, my daughter's seventh birthday, shout out to Ella, um, they released uh, images, and I almost think it was for her birthday because she wants to, anything, anything that she can find out about the next season of Supergirl, she's excited about, which uh, jazzes me to absolutely no end. And... Um, uh, they released uh, images of Tyler Hecklin as Superman, uh, along with, of course, M- Melissa Benoist as Supergirl. And uh, so she was suitably pleased with that. And I got to say, costume is probably the better version of the sort of current style. Um, similar in style to hers. Also with similarities to the Man of Steel costume, Um uh, Man of Steel slash BVS, whatever, however you want to look at it. But it's kind of neat the way the um, the cape ties in. And uh, reminds me actually a little bit of um, the uh, the design that was used in, in the Legion book um, uh, when, uh, when Connell joined. So anyway, that is pretty much the extent of the Legion news. So we're going uh, gonna trip back in the Wayback Machine to June of 1980. And uh, we're going to look at Superboy, uh, New Adventures of Superboy, number six. Um, and on the cover, we have Jonathan Kent and Martha Kent standing on the porch of the Kent household. Uh, this is, of course, a cover by Kurt Schaffenberger and Dave Hunt. So you know I'm loving it. Um, and Superboy is flying away from the house with a couple of suitcases in hand, saying, I'm, so- I'm sorry, folks, but I have to leave Smallville. I'm choke. That's right. There's a choke. Take a drink, y'all. Uh, needed more in Metropolis. And in the caption, who is the surprise guest star who comes to lure Superboy from Smallville? Bum, bum, bum. So um, on the splash page, we have Superboy flying after a rocket-powered um, uh, safe that is flying into the air. And it turns out it has a live payload. Detective Henderson quite likely soon to be, or later to be, Inspector Henderson. I've got to save him, even though I might be flying into a deadly trap. 
What would you do if you were gifted with wondrous powers like Superboys? Would you be content to stay in the town where you grew up? Or would you decide you were, that's right, too big for Smallville? Uh, the writer on this book is Carrie Bates. Penciler is Kurt Schaffenberger. Inter, inker, inker, Dave Hunt. Letterer, Ben Oda. Colorist, Jerry Serp. And editor, Mr. Julius Schwartz. All right, so one afternoon, uh, the the Metro Limited barrels, uh, the Metro Limited barrels towards Smallville under the foreboding gloom of a dark, turbulent sky, and um, there's a bunch of kids playing out there, and you know you see sort of some funnel clouds in the air, and uh, people in the in the train commenting, "Hmm, those poor children, they'll never make it." Conductor, isn't there something we can do? Not in time to help, I'm afraid. Even if I pulled the emergency brake, I can't bear to look. They say, well, I suggest you look in the sky. Help is on the way. Because basically the funnel cloud, they're running from it. And they're headed for the train tracks. Um, and all of a sudden, of course, Superboy shows up. And they said, what a thrill. I was hoping to catch a glimpse of the Smallville sensation as we pass through here. I wonder why he's carrying that big steel plate. And the guy says, I deduce he's got a twofold use for it. One, to spare those youngsters from being, in that tornado, being hit by that tornado. Second, to give the rest of the countryside to save the rest of the countryside by shielding it from that funnel. Incredible, he's turning it away from town. That's why they call him Superboy. Ever since he first showed up a few years ago, Smallville has become one of the most famous towns on the map. Smallville sure is lucky to have him. I wish he operated in my town. And one of the passengers on board the train couldn't agree more. That's William Henderson, Detective Sergeant with the Metropolis Peace For- Police Force. And of course, he would later become Inspector Henderson and show up in many of the cross media productions. Um, you know, I seem to recall him uh, very early on. Um, all right. So, um, and of course, later he would appear in, in the Black Lightning series as well. And that would be the, um, the original Black Lightning series. That came out in the late 70s uh, prior to the uh, the implosion. Anyway, Bill Henderson's sitting there and he says, From what I've just seen, it's no wonder the mayor and police commissioner sent me here on this mission. If I pull it off, it'll be a big boon for Metropolis. Uh, ten minutes later, we see him um, uh, uh, getting off the train. He says, As soon as I've settled at a hotel, I'll look at the local police chief, Douglas Parker. He'll probably hit the ceiling when he hears why I'm here. But had Detective Henderson remained on the platform a few minutes more, he would have discovered that he wasn't the only newcomer arriving in Superboy's hometown that day. And we see a, a, a trio of shady-looking guys uh, climbing off the train. Indeed, he was one of several new faces to show up the past week. Faces the crack policeman would undoubtedly recognize. The Kent House, later that afternoon. Clark's uh, doing his homework, and of course... Um, uh, he promised that he would um, practice at human speed. And remember, we did that, actually. I think that that was the backup story in, in issue two of the series um, about working at normal speed, um, mainly you know, to keep him practice for the sake of his secret identity. Suddenly, high school student Clark Kent's desk lamp starts blinking on and off. The silent emergency alarm that lets me know Chief Parker, Professor Lang, or the president is trying to get in touch with Superboy. Yeah, maybe you want to have like a different signal so you know who it is that's calling you. Um, incredibly, the team of Steel's hands become super speed blurs as hours and an hour long assignment is completed in one second. Um, okay, so we have uh, 
Uh, he, he says, sorry, Mom and Pa, but I'm sure you'd both agree. A hurry-up job for Superboy is more important than slow practice. And now that I've used my telescopic vision to determine who activated the signal, I'm on my way to the Smallville Police Station. I hope I didn't keep you waiting, Chief Parker. What's the problem? Nothing critical, Superboy. Just unavoidable, I'm, beha- I'm afraid. This is Detective Sergeant Henderson. He's come from Metropolis to make you a proposition. Henderson says, it's a real pleasure. He says, I caught your t- tornado trick coming in on the train. It was fast thinking and acting. And he says, well, th- uh, thank you. Um, Parker says, Henderson here said he'd roam our streets for days if necessary till he managed to wrangle a meeting with you. That's the reason I summoned you. Um, so he can say his piece and take the next train back to Metropolis. Uh, then after uh, the visiting detective suggests a walk outside, he says, Superboy says, whew, I never saw the chief so uptight before. And he says, it's because I told him the reason I'd been sent here was was uh, to Smallville. And he's dead set against it. And he says, against what, Sergeant? He says, you're leaving Smallville and moving your operation over to Metropolis. To be blunt, Superboy, you're, wait for it, folks, too big for Smallville. Uh, he says, there's a crying need for you in Metropolis. All I ask is for an opportunity to state our case. Naturally, I don't expect any snap decisions from you. And he says, fair enough, Sergeant. Start your pitch. At that very moment, on the other side of town. See, just like I told you, the bank president is the last to leave. The two guards look up after him. Let me check out that pair. It's like looking at Laurel and Hardy in uniform. Tomorrow's hit's going to be a pushover. I don't know what small time uh, was until we blew into this burg. Um, and at 6 p.m. at 321 Maple Street, which is, of course, the Kent Roulette residence. Come to supper, Jonathan. Clark isn't home yet, but I'll keep the, his food warm in the oven. And he says, coming, dear, as soon as I turn off the TV. And they say, and so today's big story is the surprise appearance of our own Superboy in Metropolis. He says, Jehoshaphat, in here, Martha, hurry. This videotape footage, courtesy of WME TV, shows the violent fireball expl- explosion... Uh, which caught everyone off guard at the metro finery just outside the city limits. Although there were no casualties in the initial burst, scores of workers would have perished from spreading flames had it not been for the timely arrival of the sensational Superboy from Smallville. Ah, They know their alliteration, and I appreciate that. He says, in an awesome display of his amazing super breath, he buoyed the blazing fireball high above the base of the refinery. But that was only a prelude to his next fantastic feat. Oh, wait, yes, kids, there's more. Uh, with the fu- when the, Once the fireball was safely above ground level, Superboy proceeded to zoom directly through it, so fast that he pulled the ball of flame along with his super speed backwash. Parse that for a second. Um, looking like a human comet, he towed the trail of flaming oil behind him back toward the ground to an abandoned back lot where, where Superboy proceeded to dig in. Um, burrowing his way deep below the surface and drawing the deadly flame trail underground where it would endanger no one. Because of this incident and several other sightings, everyone is wondering what brought Smallville's flying wonder to Metropolis. And Superboy says to, to Martha and Clark, and I'll bet you two are wondering the same thing. Martha says, Clark, I didn't hear you come in. And Jonathan says, why do I get the feeling you have something exciting to tell us? He says, that's right, Pa. Maybe you both better sit, better hear it sitting down. And so they tell him, and he says, move to Metropolis. Outrageous. I won't allow it. Calm yourself, Jonathan. Remember your blood pressure. Let's consider all the plus and minus factors. Um, during the course one of my one-hour my, of, of my one patrol over Metropolis, 
Um, I saw more crimes, accidents, and disasters than I see in a whole month in Smallville. Obviously, I haven't been living up to my full super potential here. And he says, son, even if you patrol the Earth continuously, 24 hours a day, you couldn't possibly help everyone who needs help or stop every crime from being committed. He says, you may be superhuman, but even if, even you have to face up to your limitations. Besides, Clark, how would it look if the Kents suddenly moved to Metropolis just as Superboy began appearing there regularly? Uh, Jonathan says, Mother's right. It would jeopardize your secret, the secret identity you worked hard, so hard to protect. And he says, all valid points. I'm going up to my room to mull it over. And so up he goes. And uh, Martha says to Jonathan, of all the nerve, Metropolis sending a uh, fast-talking city slicker to sell our boy a, a beam of goods. Um, and, uh, and, and Jonathan says, all the same, Martha, I'll bet dollars to donuts. We'll have our work cut out, convincing Clark to see it our way. Um, uh, and, and, you know, he's, st Jonathan's still thinking about this and he says, he's still a boy, but every passing day he learns more about himself and about the world and about how to use his, his superpowers most efficiently. Um, this, he just isn't ready for the big leagues yet. A few more years of on-the-job training and he'll be able to cope with the unending turmoil of a major city's problems. But how can we convince Clark of that? You know how strong-headed he is. And she says, don't fret, Jonathan. He's just going through growing pains. Um, on uh, 9.07 the next morning, soon after the Smallville Savings and Loan Bank has opened its doors for business, uh, two men approach, bent on making a withdrawal. Uh, an illegal one. As though you didn't know that. Um... And so one of them says, sorry to inconvenience you folks, but our business comes first. And the other guy says, just do as you're told. Nobody gets hurt. Everybody on the floor, face down. And he says, Oof. Um, Roto Manson and Chick Malloy, two big-time crooks who operated out of Metropolis. Whatever they pull from this job won't begin to match their usual big hauls, so why would they bother to knock off the small bank? It doesn't figure. Um... And just as he's thinking that they must be up to something, he gets pistol whipped. And so, what'd you do that for? I owed him that. He busted me once back in Metropolis. Name's Henderson. The other guy says, good, that'll keep him from interfering with our caper. Yeah, see? Take a drink, folks. Um, at 12.02 p.m., a red and blue blur streaks down toward uh, Smallville's police station. I heard about the robbery on Lana's transistor radio at the school cafeteria. Hopefully Clark Kent will be back at his desk by the time lunch hour is over. And so he goes into um, Parker's office and Anderson's sitting there. Parker says, thankfully no one else was hurt. All I can figure is that one of them was wise to Henderson being a policeman. Wise to it. Yeah, see? Take another drink. Um... And uh, Henderson says, right, Chief Parker, the one who clouded me was Rotto Mason, specialist in big bank robberies. Um, and the, the clerk over at the hotel said six strangers checked in the past week and checked out this morning. And Superboy says, well, I checked everywhere and there's no trace of strangers. And Henderson says, Superboy, I'm still a bit woozy from this lump on my head. Would you mind giving me a lift to the hotel? Besides, we have some unfinished business to discuss. So he rides Superboy's back to his hotel. It, 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 it looks as weird as it sounds. Um, and says, I know what you can ask, Sergeant, but I don't have an answer for you. Not yet. Henderson says, I understand, Superboy. I realize changing your base of operations isn't, isn't a decision to be taken lightly. Then as the, the detective watches the teen of steel fly off, I didn't tell Chief Parker or Superboy about the perplexing clues I found near the bank safe after I came to. 
three used flashbulbs. I can't believe those bank robbers took pictures of themselves on the job. Oh, see, selfies started long before we thought. And he says, so there must have been another reason. And when the de enterprising detective tracks down the one place in town that sells the brand of, of flashlights in question, guess where? The Kent Variety Store. That's right. Um, he says, well, yes, I did sell some of these, like, some bulbs like these uh, yesterday to a couple of strangers. Well, I heard them say they were going, and he says, is there anything you can tell me about them, Mr. Kent? He says, well, I heard them say they were going hiking in Stone Canyon today with some friends, which is why they bought six pairs of these heavy-duty boots right off the rack. He says, six pairs indeed. According to the shopkeeper, Stone Canyon is in the high country, 20 miles northeast of Smallville. If that's where the robbers are holed up, it's no wonder Superboy couldn't find any of them in town. All right, so... um, um uh, we go back to the Kent home. Clark's washing dishes at super speed, and um, and he notices that. Well, you know, uh, Martha just seems a little bit distracted, and uh, and uh, and and he says, "Oh, Pa seemed awfully quiet during uh, supper." And she goes, "Yep, yeah, he's in the living room brooding. I, I'm afraid about the prospect of moving, giving up the general store." And uh, he's sitting there, you know, smoking his pipe, and uh, and Clark looks at him and says, gosh, even though they've lived in Smallville all their lives, they're willing to pull up stakes just for my sake. Well, as long as I've made up my mind about my future and where Superboy can best serve the rest of the world, I might as well tell them. Meanwhile, back in Stone Canyon, uh, we have a big vault sitting there with the rockets on each corner. So what we have here, folks, is a steel vault identical to the one Rado and uh, Chick emptied at the Smallville Bank this morning. Not quite, boss. Why is this one bigger than the one we saw? And he says, precisely. Twice as big, Rado, and for a very good reason. But first things first, the demonstration you're about to see was made possible by the photographs Chick brought back. Um, thanks to these detailed shots of the Smallville Safe's foundations, we'll be able to fashion our replica accordingly. By the same token, our four booster jets were adjusted to meet the same specifications. Um... And so the the guys are arguing it, but why, boss? We didn't cop enough loot from that Nick uh, from that Hick safe to pay for your life uh, penthouse, the latest last penthouse party. And he says, just just hail this morning was just a, a diversion, so no one would really guess what we were looking for. Um, he says, but why? And he says, oh, you and your but why's because there's a duplicate vault in the Metropolis Savings Vault, a federal savings vault, a vault. Precisely twice that flash. Um, and Henderson's like, ah, so that's the scam. Now it's beginning to make sense. And um, but someone comes up behind him, and says, "Freeze, Henderson! You got a bad habit of showing up maybe where you're not wanted." Start talking, and he says, "Well, if you got nothing to say, Henderson, hear this. I don't know how you traveled to Smallville, but I hope you didn't buy in a, um, a round trip ticket, because the next trip is turned out to be one way." Um. And uh, we hear, ha-ha, that's a good one, boss. And uh, so back, such a weird end to that. So we roll back to the Ken house where, uh, where Superboy's saying, where they're saying, hang on, there we go. I suppose thoughts like this crossed my mind before, but it, was, it wasn't until this Metropolis fellow made me really open my eyes. Son, is this fellow a detective, a Sergeant Henderson? He says, well, yes, but how did you know that, pa? After the elder Kent relates the details of the detective's visit to the general store, six pairs of heavy boots for a hiking trip through Stone Canyon. I know why the st sergeant was suspicious. 
He's, and uh, and from what I've learned about Henderson, he's up there trying to prove that bunch is sing, in single-handed. We may need he may need help. And so off he goes because they're, they're saying, "Why would that detective want to arrest those men for hiking?" I don't understand, Jonathan. He says it doesn't matter as long as Clark does. And uh, so at Stone Canyon, we see the crooks, and one of them's got a remote control. Um, okay, boss, everything's set for the demonstration. He goes, right, now imagine this is the vault in Metro Federal Savings Bank. Imagine we've already broken in to secretly install the booster jets underneath, which means all we have to do is activate the remote control launch device, and the vault literally takes off through the roof. And uh, and sure enough, you've got the, um, just like on that splash page, you've got the... um, the safe flying through the air with the rockets, the booster rockets on it. And they say, with the control device, it's a snap for us to use, uh, to use the boosters to guide the vault in any direction we choose. Like send it to some remote spot where we can take our sweet time cracking it open without worrying about the law. Man, they are so stereotypical gangsters. Uh, Gee, boss, you think Henderson is enjoying the demonstration as much as we are? (laughs) This is a good question. At this moment, I imagine he's even more excited than we are. <laughs> if you haven't guessed why the crooks are gloating, it's because... Yeah, there he is. He says, uh, playing a lone hand didn't pay off. I should have alerted Chief Parker. Or better yet, Superboy. Well, gang, now we know the remote control unit is functioning. Uh, what do you say we uh, bring things to a crashing conclusion? And they do. They bring it down and crash it against the ground. And then pry it open with a... Uh, uh, with the crowbar, and it says, never assume an enemy is eliminated, not until you see the proof with your own eyes. And uh, there's Superboy, and he gets out, and he says, I agree. So all of you had better take a long look. And wham, you know, it's Superboy. And he says, uh, because you're all about to take a nap. I suggest you start dreaming about prison bars. That way you won't be surprised when you wake up in a jail cell. Very clever, Superboy, says Anderson. I did zooming up behind the flying vault at super speed so those crooks couldn't see you. I was sure relieved I saw you rip open the back of the vault and uh, crawl in to absorb the impact. This is not clever, Sergeant. Just adventurous. I figured it would be more interesting for both of us if I caught them by surprise. You must admit, the looks on their faces were worth it. He says, hey, what's this? The ringleader seems to have been armed, but not with an ordinary gun. This weapon is heavy. Feels like it's made of solid lead. Oh, you know what that problem is. He says, lead? You better check out the gun, Sergeant. Lead is one substance that can be used to shield kryptonite. And sure enough, he uh, clicks it open, and, and it is uh, kryptonite in there. And he goes, sure enough, there it is, killer kryptonite. Evidently, these crooks are a deadly surprise for you, too. Lucky you beat them to the punch. And so he locks up the weapon and you know locks it all up so, uh, so Superboy can be around him. And uh, he says, lucky is right. I use the element of surprise as on a whim instead of a sense of, as a sensible precaution to protect myself. This only reinforces the decision I came to earlier, Sergeant Henderson. I'm not ready yet to take on the problems of Metropolis or any other big city. Before I be- can become the most effective crime fighter and superhero possible, there's much I more I have to learn about using my powers. So until the day, I'm all set to, sh- to make my move. Smallville remains my training ground. I hope you understand, and there's no hard feelings. And he said, how can I resent your decision when I think you've made the right one? Good luck to you, Superboy, and to the Superman-to-be. Moments later, after piling the unconscious crooks into the backseat of Detective Henderson's rented car, it's up, up, and away to Smallville. And um, Henderson's in there thinking to himself, I can only hope 
when the rain when the time comes, he'll seriously consider Metropolis. I wouldn't mind working with him again. Of course, he will. Uh, but next time, the Boy of Steel finds he must leave Smallville and Earth to face another world, or to save another world. For without his assistance, this planet is condemned. And uh, so that's that one. And uh, there we go. So, short, sweet, eh, hopefully sweet. Um, but, you know, basically, <laughs> i got to do this one now because uh, I'm not going to be here on, on Sunday. And uh, so we've got some, some great things coming up. We've got uh, um, a special guest next week. And uh, the week after that, we're going to have our friend Wet Rats on again. We're going to talk Suicide Squad. And I'm actually working on someone else for that, too, because I'd like to get as many, many voices talking about it as possible. You know, the um, of course, everyone knows, like a lot of the talk about Batman versus Superman was was pretty mixed. And uh, most of it was uh, was on the negative side. And um, but as you might have heard us all talking about stuff after the SDCC uh, announcements last week, there were some things were genuinely exciting to us. Um, you know, the Wonder Woman trailer, Justice League trailer, and, you know, the more and more I hear about Suicide Squad, it's looking better and better, and uh, so that's that's all good. Um, also a note, um, Jeff Johns was just named president of DC Entertainment. Still, He'll still re- report directly to Diane Nelson, um, but him being more involved can only be a good thing. Um, and uh, to that end, he's actually involved in the script for the upcoming Wonder Woman movie. And what's interesting is that this the script is um, is basically co-written by Zack Snyder, eh. um, uh, Alan Heinberg, and Jeff Johns. Alan Heinberg, you might remember, uh, did the um, he's the one who did the run right after Infinite Crisis. Uh, you know, with Nemesis and everything, and it was it was short lived mainly because he was working with the Dodsons on it, and uh, though the the fault mainly lied with him, um, getting the, the the scripts in in time just wasn't happening at the time. He was working as a writer on Grey's Anatomy, so he was kind of busy, and they were paying him well, so kind of focused on that. Um, these days, he's actually working on The Catch, which is another Shonda Rhimes uh, series. He's the showrunner of that, um, and I think in between there, he worked on Scandal as well. Um, so the guy's done a lot of TV writing, um, is certainly really good with strong female characters. You know, he, like I say, he went from Grey's to, uh, to Scandal and now to The Catch, and it's all about strong female characters there. And, um, and so, and, and we've, we've seen some of his Wonder Woman work, and, and though it took a while to come out, and so it's kind of hard for some people to remember, you know, because they were trying to read it issue to issue, uh, when you read it collected, it's pretty fantastic, and, uh, and the guy's a solid writer, and, uh, and of course, Jeff Johns, well, we know, we kind of know how he rolls, and so it gives me higher hopes for it than I, than I might have had, um, if it were written by, by David Goyer, who, can write some stuff, and I loved his work on the uh, on the JSA uh, comic. Um, but you know, uh, um, uh, it, way back. But his his comic stuff has been been pretty damn dark. So anyway, so that's what we got. So comments as always are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters Gmail You can join in the conversation at our Facebook page, which is facebook.legionsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSB Podcast. In addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, legionsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, heading back from the 
late sixties. Is that where we're at? I think we're in the, yeah, I think we're in the late sixties at this stage in Superboy. And we'll head back to the 21st century and we will see you all next week. <laughs>